With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rock chemistry. Rock chemistry. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Louisville, Andy Murray in Northern Kentucky. Gentlemen, it is a doozy morning, uh, especially Nick, where you're located. It seems like the University of Louisville uh, never quits being in the news. Yesterday, it looked like uh, AD Vince Tyree. Or Tyra, how you say his name? Tyra, yeah. Tyra. Tyra was headed to Florida State, and everybody was mad at the president. Now looks like the president's headed to Penn State. Tyra may stay, may not stay. Nick, can you just fill us in? Because I, oh, I get exhausted. I'm exhausted from it all. It It is. I mean, imagine just being a Louisville fan. It'd be even worse. Um, yeah. but hey, li- listen, I feel bad for them. I, I do. I mean, they've been through a lot, man, and it's it never yeah. ends for them. So, no, go and, ahead. and that's the thing, too, is even something normal, like you know, administrators get new jobs all the time, they can't even do that normally. So, yeah, Neely yeah. Bendapudi was brought in to be the president, and right. Vince Tyree was brought in to be the AD. They were supposed to clean up the mess left by Jurich and Ramsey, and right. At the first kind of bump in the road, it was like Chris Mack and, you know, just another casual extortion attempt on the college basketball coach. They have some differences, and then all of a sudden, Ben Depude and Tyre, they just don't get along anymore. So Tyre's trying to get out the door. Well, Neely's like, not if I get out the door first. So we're getting a little switcheroo where he thought Tyre was leaving for Florida State, Ben Depude was staying. Now Ben Depude, she's on her way to Penn State now. And Tyre might just be like, oh, well, she's gone. I think I'm going to stay now. So things are crazy. They're changing all the time. And uh, the, the the poor folks that are cheering for the cards, they're kind of suffering for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not real close. I'm not real close to the situation, but I, I've known Vince um, since middle school and played at Trinity with him. Uh, he played basketball. I played some basketball. He was great in baseball. Went to UK. I actually – went to UK based on um, what I learned about the athletic department and the sports and everything at UK through Vince. So um, I actually stayed with them on some unofficial visits and things like that in Kerwin one. And we ran with the same crowd in high school. And I I can't imagine that guy leaving Louisville for Florida state. Um, So with her gone, I fully anticipate Tyree staying, but then, there's also people that, that don't want Tyree to stay. So, but I think that dumpster fire he inherited, um, you have to, I mean, there was so much going on there. You've got all the bonding issues with the Yum Center. I mean, that's a financial train wreck and it would take somebody with some financial know-how to get them out of some of that mess. And I don't understand the bonding issues on Yum, but that whole thing is just a disaster. And I think the president's running for cover, if I had to guess. And 
she's obviously not an athletic person and doesn't want any part of the athletics. So that's just yeah. my take. Uh, I think Tyrese, he's either going to not be an AD and stay in Louisville or he'll be the AD. I don't, he's not going to Florida State. He's got too much going on in Louisville. Yeah, well, the thing about Tyree that I like uh, is he's always been transparent. I mean, he, he's not ran, he's not avoided or dodged the media, and and we've not heard from anybody. You know, again, it's it, it's their business, not mine. But it's just a strange, strange goings on there uh, in the biggest city of Kentucky. You know, and it just uh, I don't know. I know it's a rivalry, hey. but 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 listen, they're still Kentuckians. You know what I mean? I think those fans deserve better. Uh, than than what they've been getting here, and and it, it's just an odd situation. But well, Jurich, again, with Jurich that, gave him a lot. Jurich gave him Jurich gave him a lot to be. I don't want to say proud of, a lot to cheer about, you know. But Jurich had his way of doing business that was, you know, after after the dust settled, it was almost mafia like, and yeah, yeah. you know that that's the part of it that you know the fan. But the, but at the end of the day, the fan is the one that's left holding the bag. I mean, that's what yeah. sucks about it. It's just they are yeah. the ones holding the bag, and they're the ones that, you know, they're not going to feel – I mean, they got out of there so fast last weekend um, just out of sheer embarrassment, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. that was an embarrassing performance. And then, you know, sorry to hear the news on Satterfield's father and, yeah, and all absolutely. the things that came out after that. I mean, I can't imagine trying to coach a football game especially against my rival, you know, just finding out my father had passed. I mean, that's – my hat's off to the guy for keeping it under his hat and not telling his players and not telling his coaches and going out there and giving it his best shot. But at the end of the day, it was a terrible performance by a fan base that's used to giving us a game over the years and pummeling us on occasion. Uh, it's got to be hard. It also speaks to the consistency that Mitch Barnhart – has given Kentucky fans. Now, this is something I really do care about. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he re-signed Mark Stoops to an extension, which is makes a lot of people happy. Mm -hmm. And be, because Mark Stoops, let's just face it, <laughs> for the first time in my life, the football coach is more popular with the fans at Kentucky than the basketball coach. And Mark, the fans, the fans wanted Mark Stoops and Mitch Barnhart uh, provided, I know, I know there's a segment out there that don't like the checkerboard, you know, and if, if that's the one thing that we have to complain about in an athletic department, Mitch Barnhart has been good for a very long time. He's made, made some excellent hires. He's also had bad hires. All the ADs do, ADs do, ADs do that, but he's been around a long time and he's provided a lot of uh, facilities upgrades. Uh, Kentucky's the only school in America that's ranked in football, basketball, and women's basketball. Mitch Barnhart has been a great athletic director, athletics director at Kentucky, and he has been a beacon of consistency that now you see the mess going on down I-64. I hope, I hope people can appreciate Mitch a little bit more. You know, I, the thing about Mitch, um, his personality probably rubs people because he's not – He's not your everyday BBN kind of guy. And that's, you know, he caught some flack for the alcohol situation at Commonwealth and all those kinds of things. But that's that's not Mitch's MO. But if you look at back at the history of Mitch Barnhart, I mean, he took over a Jurich dumpster-esque fire himself. I mean, that 
UK's athletic department was in shambles when he took over and my hat's off to the guy. Granted, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of a quirky personality and he's not one to stand around at the bar at the hotel during the bowl week and all that kind of stuff that the BBN fans want. But at the end of the day, man, you, you can't put, you can't put up anybody against his numbers. I mean, he's, I don't know what the financials look like, but I, I can only imagine the financials are robust and the teams are winning on all levels. They're graduating kids. You, you don't hear a lot of, you know, this summer is really one of the first summers we've had where we've had any kind of disruption as far as, you know, character and all that kind of stuff. And that panned out for us. But guy's pretty solid. Really yeah, solid. I mean, I, I love the guy. I know, I know Mitch. I, I, I love the dude as a person. I think he's a great man. And, and he's a, just a fantastic, consistent leader and, and you know Andy uh, I, I know a little bit about leadership with my background and when you're in charge be in charge and Mitch is in charge and he makes decisions and you that's know, it's, refreshing it's it's refreshing if you look around you know look around the country Clemson's AD is going look at the Miami situation look at the Louisville situation and others I mean it's good to have somebody in charge of the department that while not all of his decisions are popular but you know somebody is making decisions, and that's that's something that's not occurring on many campuses across the country. Nick Roush is somebody that is actually in charge making decisions, and at least it's con- at least they are consistent decisions. Yeah, yeah, and I get frustrated with his decisions more than anybody, especially with the alcohol stuff. Like, come on, we're adults; we can drink beer. We're we're, we're responsible enough, um, but. The, the big picture, all of those gripes come with the caveat of stability is much better yeah. than the instability, um, the trust that Barnhart's in place with his coaches. I mean, he's going to hire arguably the greatest coach in either sport, in the, either of the major sports, all while making sure the Olympic sports have a leg up. The facilities Absolutely. are top-notch now. They compete with the best of the best of the best. Hell, the volleyball team just won a national title, you know? So, yeah. um, I mean, things are well right now in Lexington. And um, to go back to your point, I mean, like, I, I feel for, you know, my wife, she's a UofL grad, and she's she wants them to just be normal again, you know? And yeah. she's excited to go watch their volleyball team play today. They got an undefeated volleyball team ranked number one in the nation, but you can't even really get excited about it because you're wondering who's even in charge over there, who's calling the shots. And um, I just don't know where, where the end is. I don't, I don't know where the end inside is. I, I hope it does soon because it's more fun when there's some back and forth. It's more fun when Louisville thinks they can win the football game or win the basketball game. You know, it's more fun when there's some back and forth back when Patino and Cal were going at it or, you know, Charlie Strong. Like, it, there's some really good stuff. <laughs> and it's just – it's frustrating that uh, they seemingly can't even do a change of administrators without it turning into some four-alarm fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let's move on. I, I, again, it's a mess. Uh, Kentucky's playing Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. I like the matchup uh, X and O wise. And I also like the fact, Andy, that I think, you know, bowl games for me, I think is 75% who wants to be there, 25% execution. I think Iowa and Kentucky both want to, will both want to be there and we'll, we'll see a competitive game, Stoops. I think Kentucky. Uh, is competitive, wants to win this football game for the head coach, Mark Stoops, his tie to Iowa. 
plus the ten win, the tenth win is out there. Iowa, you're always going to get effort from from a Kurt Ferentz team. Uh, they're they are who they are. Less than three hundred yards total offense. They're not going to wow you with any kind of schematic craziness when they have the football. Uh, best center in college football, Tyler Lindebaum, a quarterback that completes fifty percent of his passes. Really good tight ends, good offensive line, good good defense, top ten defense, really good special teams, but not a lot that scares you offensively. Andy, what do you think about this matchup with Iowa and the Citrus Bowl? You know, the the Big Ten to me is, um, you know, the SEC is physical, but the Big Ten, you know, the SEC fans want to say that, you know, SEC is better than the Big Ten and that kind of thing. But I I think they're both in their – their regard, their style in that league is physical, run it down. You know, think about half of their season is played in terrible weather and they got to run the football. They got to be physical. It probably affects everybody's numbers up there in the league. And I think we're going to see from what we saw in the Louisville game, it looks like we can score the football now Mm -hmm. at will at times. And I don't see them scoring with us but I do see them trying to jam it down our throat a little bit. And uh, it should be a great football game. Um, You know, we'll get predictions later, but I'm not concerned about the game. I'm actually very excited because they finished second in the big 10. We finished with the third best record in the sec. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a statement game for the cats. I think it's a statement game for Stoops. He recruits that area. Well, he doesn't recruit out, but he recruits the upper Midwest pretty heavy. And it's a it's a humongous game for Kentucky football. The um, to your point, Andy, I think you're right. Where when it's strength on strength, then you look at what's the kind of tertiary, what's next, and that's the kind of quarterback play from Will Levis. Kirk Ferentz said, you know, they they wanted Levis. They were his first Power Five offer. They didn't get him. They haven't had great quarterback play. And if I'm reading this correctly, they've scored two offensive touchdowns or less. In nine of eleven games against Power Five teams, so go score three touchdowns and you got a good chance of winning. Yeah, yes. absolutely, one hundred percent. Who do you think? Who are the players? Nick, do you think Kentucky will go one hundred percent as far as eligible players in this football game? If John Summerall isn't opting out to be a head coach at another school. <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't even – is Kelvin Joseph the only opt-out in the last – in the entire – you know, the entire yes. Stoops era? So, yeah. I, yeah. I think even – I mean, hell, Wandell, he would be the only option, but he's never played in a bowl game. I'm sure he wants to play, you know. So, I, I think we're going to ultimately end up getting 100% participation. Oh, we lost Freddie, Andy. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a huge – I think – these bowl games for Stoops and where we are with Stoops in this program and him sticking with us and uh, players sticking with him. I, I, it says so much about his culture that these kids are not rushing to the door to get out of here. And, and when you have a coach that's just fulfilled a life dream to be a head coach is going to stick around and coach. It, I don't think there needs to be anything else said about Mark Stoops and what he has built. At our for our football program, I, it gives me goosebumps to think that that guy's staying to coach, and we haven't heard 
any inklings of any kids wanting to leave other than some of the kids getting in the transfer portal. And that's a whole nother conversation. And that's a, you know, that, that's a, that's a personal situation, but from a standpoint of our culture and why kids want to be here and even coaches want to stay is just off the charts. I agree. I think John Sumrall returning to coach this football game says so much, not about, not only about him, but about the culture that Mark Stoops has, has built there. And uh, I, I think with John Summerall, he's, he's gone to a different – he's moved on to a different role, a different program the right way, uh, first class, mm-hmm. mentioning John Sarman. Uh, th- but, I mean, we all expected that. Yeah. The outpouring yeah. of support to John Summerall from, from media, from us, from players, from coaches – just goes to show you uh, what type of dude that he is. I mean, he's loved mm-hmm. by players, coaches, everybody. And I wish him nothing but the best, but I really like the fact that he wants to get that 10th win for his players. He started something, and he's going to finish it. And I think that that, that is tremendous. Uh, Nick, what are we hearing about Wondell Robinson? I mean, I, well, I, haven't, a- I haven't heard anything concrete, but I am – I'm guessing he is going to play. I ha- have you heard anything about him potentially coming back for another year? I, I have not. I, I, Lonnie Demery had the tweet, <laughs> the scoop. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think that decision has been made yet. Uh, it's going to factor greatly about what his grade comes back from the NFL Draft Advisory Committee. And uh, if, if he gets the right projection in the draft, then, then I can see him leaving. But with the days of name, image, and likeness. Yeah. He, wow. he can make, yeah, he can make just as much money as a low round pick by staying in Lexington and, and working on a few things and putting a few more things on film for the draft for next year. So we'll see. But Andy touched on a good point. Kentucky averaged over 500 yards per game offensively in November. Now, granted, you have to count three bad defenses in Louisville, uh, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, but still the Kentucky the numbers are the numbers. Was peaking, man. It was really just the pinnacles getting there, and numbers are numbers. And, and I like the way that Will Levis and Lee Cohen finished out the season. <clears throat> uh, it's just tremendous to watch Levis's growth. Uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletic, he produces this enormous – he calls it the beast – this enormous draft guide each year. He's one of the one of the big guys, like him and Daniel Jeremiah. They're the big draft evaluators. And he actually has uh, Will Levis as uh, the seventh quarterback up there, which is probably higher than I expected. I still think ultimately the nil and stuff. And, and also only starting in – 13, 14 games as a college quarterback is going to bring him back for another year. But that kind of shows you uh, what people think of his tools. And, man, you know, he can have a a big-time offseason if he – you know, he keeps – he's doing this steady climb. And make no mistake about it, as bad as Iowa's offense is, they got a good defense. And if Levis can put up some some solid numbers once again and kind of use his legs to keep him off balance a little bit, he he could be – uh, preseason All-SEC quarterback-type candidate going into 2022. Absolutely. I mean, I, there's no there's no doubt about that, that Nick, uh, Nick, that I agree that Will Levis could be a, a Heisman hopeful going into th- 2022, especially if he has some 
parts returning around him. Chris Rodriguez Jr., uh, Lavelle Wright, Cavassier Smoke. I mean, uh, McLean, there's there's some running backs around him. Plus, you get back Keaton Upshaw, the tight end, mm-hmm. go along with Isaiah Cummings and Jordan Dingle and Brendan Bates. The receiver position, is the, 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 this is a big weekend, Nick, and I want you to yeah. get into that just in a second. Uh, Andy, but I think this game t- turns down to turnovers. Iowa has produced a ton of them at plus 14 turnover margin. Kentucky's a minus 13 turnover margin. <laughs> I don't think I've ever analyzed a game where the gap has been so wide for two teams in the turnover margin. Uh, so uh, this game, the Citrus Bowl could come down to can Kentucky protect the football? No doubt about it. They, the last few games, we've been better. Um, you know, I think some of that's mental. I think, and it's sometimes confidence and pressing a little bit, but I don't know. I, I think something I didn't mention before in this, this game, yes, they, they do lead the country and have, I guess, for a couple of years in turnover margin. But the, the speed factor, I think the biggest difference I've seen in our football team in the last three, four, five years is our speed matches SEC speed, where we did, never did. And I still don't think the Big Ten across the board matches speed. Um, you know, Ohio State, yes. Michigan now is in the upper echelon, and they'll be there for a while. But I, I still don't think their speed will match our speed um, across the board. I mean, you just – I don't I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And the turnovers, I think we've overcome that. I think we're moving in the right direction on the turnover side. <clears throat> Turnovers for Iowa, 24 interceptions, six fumble recoveries. That That's incredible uh, for a team to have that. Nick Ross, this is a very important weekend for Kentucky recruiting-wise. Mm-hmm. Signing, signing day is six days away, Andy. That, that's, that's, it's got here in a hurry. Nick, talk to us about this weekend and the importance that it could have on the early national signing day. Well – the the way things have changed in recruiting because of the early signing day and and the transfer portal too but you only really have two weekends now to host official visitors and a lot of those guys have pushed them up um but it's a nice little hodgepodge of folks they had this is it's the last weekend signing day is six days away so they're uh they're bringing in all the big dogs bringing in all the big dogs and some of them are committed players. That's like the, okay, we're going to build a good relationship. And you know what? They're going to try to bring in some other uh, guys as well. Guys in the transfer portal, Tavion Robinson. He's a receiver from Virginia Tech who has produced some phenomenal tape, Freddie. Like, I, I don't know how much you've watched of him. He is a yeah. fun player to watch. He's a returner. Um, and he also, like, he does things that if you lose Juan Dale, it's not – you aren't completely Ryan on Chauncey Magwood, who just finished his first season, or uh, or Dekel Crowdis, who has just wasn't able to play at all this year. That could be a big get. Chris Bogle is another one who – he actually went to high school with uh, Nick Scalzo and Nick Ojinovich, who were signees in 2019. And they, they have since transferred from UK, but he was the most talented player on their state championship team, top 50 guy. 
I think he's got something like seven and a half tackles for loss in three years at Florida. Uh, he could be a big get to help alleviate the pain you're going to have when Josh Pascal's gone. Um, and he's not the only Florida guy. They're trying to flip an offensive lineman that's currently committed to Florida, who's a big uh, tackle, Jalen Farmer. And there's another guy they're working on to flip, Kobe Albert. Kobe Albert, who's uh, committed to Auburn in August. That was a John Summerall recruit. And Summerall has been working at him, and now it's time for – uh, you know, Liam Cohen and Scott Woodward to kind of close the deal uh, last year or this weekend. So you can get a lot of commitments uh, in a hurry. You can get some big signing day splashes. The biggest one, Andy, Deion Walker, he is the size of Jordan Davis right now. He's 6'7", 350-pound defensive <laughs> lineman who from Detroit too. And those Detroit guys, they've turned out pretty well for UK. Um, even though Clink left, Wolford's been working on that guy hard, and he's going to announce Kentucky got the last official visit. They're going up against Georgia and Michigan, two college football playoff teams. If you can land that guy on signing day over two college football playoff day, teams from Detroit, Kentucky can have not only a top 15 class, they could be messing around that top 10 territory and be the biggest story in all of college football recruiting on national signing day. Them and Texas A&M making a splash at number one. So it's a very big weekend, and it, now it's it's time for Stoops to, to get on his uh, – become the closer, man. Seal the deal. I uh, this, this, uh, this recruiting thing with us has just been off-the-chain fun to me. I, I mean, these guys that are coming in this weekend wouldn't open our mail 10 years ago. Wouldn't open the mail. And yeah. It's insane that we have a kid on campus this weekend and he's deciding between us and two playoff teams. Is that if that is not a measurable for Stoops and the progress? I just that is awesome. And whatever we are doing in recruiting um, is in the top 10, regardless, because these kids come away from here so impressed and we make we tug at their heartstrings. I mean, they're we are making an impression on these guys. And it's it's so fun as a former player and a fan to watch. Um, and the likes of these kids that are coming through here now that, um, you know, it, it's crazy. And I, and I follow recruiting. I don't follow stats and all that stuff. I just follow the buzz more than anything just because I enjoy seeing it. Mm -hmm. And not to compare, but you look at some of the schools around us and who they're bringing on campus. Oh, we're yeah. bringing on campus. It matters though. It, it is no comparison. None. It, it matters. Close. It might you might not see it next year, but you'll see it two and three years down the road. Yeah. And and it also matters too who you're beating for these guys. You're cleaning up the state of Kentucky. And Freddie, oh. you've got two Mister Footballs from the state of Tennessee. Two, <laughs> three. I thought we had three. Well, Keaton lost to his little brother, so you know he couldn't. I mean, I'll say three. I'm I'm taking three to the bank. I mean, that's, in Greater Nashville. I mean, gosh, yeah, who would, have, who, would have, who would have dreamt this? And, and yeah, back, back when we hired Stoops, I told, I tell all my friends, I live an hour from, I can be in my parking spot in an hour and 10 minutes. And all I want to do is be excited on Saturday morning to go to Lexington to watch us play competitive football with a chance to win every football game. And that's where we are right now. And that is just awesome. And yeah. we're talking about losing guys to the NFL. We're talking about the portal guys coming from the likes of Virginia Tech and, you know, Syracuse and potentially uh, Florida wanting to come to Kentucky in the portal. I mean, 
that's insane. That is yeah, insane. Kentucky, Kentucky right now hasn't been hurt by the portal uh, as far as exiting. Katie McDaniel was yeah. a little bit surprising because he was contributing. And he was coming uh, along, uh, Freddie. I kind of wanted yeah, to see him along, stick it through, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think players like Katie McDaniel are, uh, as far as transfers, are going to be the ones that hurt programs, not just Kentucky, but across the board as far as depth. Yeah, uh, especially in, in bowl season because you know he 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 is uh, he was coming along. JJ uh, Weaver being on the pitch count. Jordan Wright being injured for the majority mm-hmm. of the season. KD McDaniel was playing some meaningful snaps and I thought was developing nicely. Uh, and then he opts out, he opts to go into the transfer portal. I think right now of the ones that are exiting, he's the one that, that will be felt the most. But I, mm-hmm. I still don't think Kentucky's been hurt by an outgoing transfer yet. We got a long way to go. This portal is going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Keontae Goodwin, uh, Kentucky – Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have to hold on for him. He's visiting. He's visited. He's ta- he's taking his full allotment of five official visits. I think it's, it's his last one this weekend somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and Mark Stoops is going to visit him Friday morning before he's supposed to go to Michigan State. Yeah. I think I think I think Stoops might convince him not to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and you know what? I think it's one of those things too, Freddie. When you're going after big fish. You, you got to have a, a bigger tackle box, you know, so you're going to be dealing with some more stuff. But ultimately, yeah. I, I, I'm, I've become pretty close with Keontae and his crew over there, and uh, I'm 99.9% sure that on signing day, he's going to be putting pen to paper and signing with the University of Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about it, but there's going to be a lot of stuff, and that's kind of part of the recruiting game, you know, and, and that's, just, it is. that's just what you it kind is. of deal with, you know. And, and I think Chris Bond does, is, is, does just tremendous work there at Aspirations Gym in Louisville. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, Keontae visiting places may be uh, Keontae's way of – I mean, I have no knowledge of this, saying uh, – giving exposure to Aspirations and oh. his fellow – you know, and that, that's the conscientious that, – that is the caring person that good one is, but it helps, uh, it helps everybody over there. You yeah, know? it like, does. It, and uh, I, I think that's a good thing. Well, and it might not be for UK though, because I know Michigan state's really high on the Spencer kid that you talked about yeah. last week. Ooh. Who's a stud and male and yeah. UK is as well. So that's, uh, you know, it's going to be a nice little recruiting yeah. battle, but that's, that's to your point. That's part of the recruiting game. There is a trickle yeah. effect. When you got coaches coming in your gym, they see everybody there. You know, it's like yeah, um, the six guy at IMG, you know, still like that's kind of what they've developed over there at Aspirations. What do you yeah, think about I, Morrow and Stoops going, hey, you know, we want to lock you up, but we also appreciate you going out and making yeah. our signing day look that much better when you do stay because you yeah. just walked off of Michigan State's campus. You were on Michigan's campus last weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I Morrow is a genius, and you know signing day, the first thing he's going to say is, yeah, we just beat out Michigan State. Michigan, he's going to beat that drum as loud as he can. And I, <laughs> I think he, you know, I think he gets these kids on his team, man. I think he, it's that father figure that that these kids, and they hug him, they whisper in his ear, they're 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 on that dude's hip, and they, I don't know what it is. I, well, we know what it is about him. He's he's a true leader. He is he is real to those kids, 
and so many of these guys out there aren't. I mean, look at who did Brian Kelly hug and kiss two weeks ago for Notre Dame as a recruit, you know? I mean, yeah. think about it. I mean, those the, dude, the, the, some of these guys out there are scumbags. I mean, you know, the guy at Oklahoma, Riley. I mean, how many guys, how many babies did he kiss two weekends ago? You know, I mean, Stoops and Morrow are real, and these kids can see right through the guys that are not. And, you know, I'd say Harbaugh's real, and I'd say the guy at Michigan State's fairly real, but his name was mentioned in a lot of these job openings. And Yeah, yeah. There, well, there, there are not two more real guys than Mark Stoops and Vince Morrow right yeah. now. And, and to your, and then, to your point, too, Andy, just quickly, Freddie, Stoops and Merrill, Stoops isn't big on theatrics, but he will pull them out for signing day. You know, like Octavius Oxnine picks Kentucky over Tennessee in the middle of a press conference. Oh, just got some good news and starts passing out new sheets of new signees. You know, like they, they will pull out the theatrics uh, to make big signing day splash. And Freddie, Kentucky can, they might end up being the story on signing day. Yeah, absolutely. And Nick, I want to, I just want to finish up on, on Louisville recruiting. And just talk about the job that Chris Fawn has done in that mm-hmm. city. And not just in that city, but outside, you know, uh, Wondell Robinson Frank, from Frankfurt, et cetera. Carrington Mallon from Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he does a tremendous, tremendous job helping develop these kids as far as preparing them, uh, working them out and doing everything. And it's just not football with them. It's about life. And, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Chris Fawn. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, quickly, let's get into the SEC bowl picks. And, and with the premise that <clears throat> both teams want to be there, let's make some picks. Okay. All right. I mean, okay. That the, they want to be there and everything's – Yeah. Oh, It's, it's a football I'm, game. I'm also just – there's some teams, some SEC teams I know that are going to want to be there. That I'm, yeah. I'm already, I was placing my bets today in Indiana just to make sure I got them at a good line. So I'm, I'm ready for this. Well, since Ohio just uh, did their sports gambling thing, now Kentucky is surrounded by states that uh, says it's okay to bet on sports, and Kentucky does not. Uh, let's go first up: Alabama versus Cincinnati in the playoff. Who you got, Andy? Cover or win? <laughs> just, just win. Let's just go straight just win. win. I, you know, Bama's going to win that football game. Um, you see Luke Fickle is as good a coach as there is um, in America, but I, I think this is a tall order for Cincinnati. Um, and it looks like Nick Saban's got Bama playing like Bama mm-hmm. just at the perfect time. Yeah. That, that's a tall order. I, it's not impossible for Cincinnati to win that game, though, but I, I think it's a pretty tall order. I'm, I'm going to go Bama. To, to your point, is Fickle really got those guys up for that Georgia game last year? And, you know, he had he had a good football team on the ropes down in the, the Peach Bowl. But I think 
Saban didn't just get Alabama going. He got Bryce Young going. And when you got quarterback playing like a difference maker, I mean, Freddie, he was doing option pitches 12 yards down the field. You know, like that's yeah. that's when you know he's at a different level. Cincinnati can't contain that. Well, no, no, offense, no offense to that effort last year for UC, but Georgia was butthurt being in the Peach Bowl. Let's face <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, they were. Yeah, Georgia was down. Georgia had what, eight, nine starters that were either quote unquote injured or opted mm-hmm, out right. for that game. So that's a, that's not a game to judge. I will say this: Cincinnati has a bunch of pros, and now the schedule. You, you, I mean, come on, but there are a bunch of pros on that two deep for Cincinnati. They're better than you think, but I'll take Bama, Georgia, Michigan. Nick, who you got? Georgia. Um, I, I'm worried though about the mailman. Like, are we going to get? Are we going to end up getting uh, JT Daniels coming out for a reprise role? I don't know, um, but I think Michigan. Their their magic their their Super Bowl was beating Ohio State and I I think that I don't know how much they more explosive they can be um, so yeah I'm taking Georgia Andy yeah I like Georgia there too that Georgia wants that rematch <clears throat> yeah yeah real bad and real bad Freddie Georgia you know that championship game was a shocker man I just I I love Nick Saban but I I just I thought this was the year George would get them. So they, you know, unless it's a mental thing, but I, they're not going to slip on Michigan. They want to play Alabama again. I'm going to go Michigan. Oh. I think the Wolverines get it done against Georgia. I, I, the quarterback situation, I, I just think Michigan's got momentum. Georgia got punched in the mouth and now on their heels. Uh, I think the Bulldogs got a little cute with their substitution patterns that, throughout the season especially on defense and uh, didn't know how to play when the team punched them back. So um, I may change on this one. I will take the option to change in our final podcast. Of course. Bowl season. Of course. But right now, initial picks, I'm taking Michigan. Ole Miss at Baylor. Oh, or Baylor. just can't – I can't get more excited for Ole Miss to beat Baylor than – I mean, take my money now, give it back to me on New Year's Day. Ole Miss. I got Ole Miss. Andy, who you got? I'm, I'm going to stick with the SEC too. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that Baylor game was what, nutty. Old Miss is man, they're playing some good football. Matt Corral yeah. too, like not even getting invited to that ceremony. He's going to go and have 600 yards and five touchdowns. Like, it, yeah, they're going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky, Iowa. I'll, I'll start this off. I'm taking Kentucky to win this football game. The same here. It's going to take a lot of turnovers, Andy, for me to think that Iowa can can win this football game yeah I think I I I love Kentucky in this game I these kids love Mark Stoops and they're gonna they're gonna deliver for him yeah they he he wants it bad they want it bad for him yep Darian Kennard and those guys they're gonna deliver for Stoops big time Mississippi Mississippi State Texas Tech I'll take Mississippi State in this one man this is really intriguing though because you know it's the Michael Leach ball it's his former team and the Liberty Texas, Bowl. Texas Tech has a lot of mojo right now with their new coaching hire, the new coaches. They still aren't good enough, though, up against – I mean, uh, Will Rogers was playing unbelievable at the end of the year. Uh, but it's going to be a fun game, I'll tell you that, Andy. I I ultimately think Rogers is going to get it done for him. I'm, I'm going to go with Freddie's who wants to be here theory. Michigan yeah. – or uh, Mississippi State is not happy being in Memphis. 
I think Texas Tech gets the W. That, that's good. That could be a good call. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like they that. are not, uh, they are not. It's kind of like Tennessee going to Nashville. They are not happy. The Duke's we'll Mayo Bow <laughs> in Charlotte. South Carolina versus North Carolina. Nick, who you got? Man, there's just no talent on that South Carolina roster. Um if Sam Howe plays, North Carolina is just running away with it. Um, but yeah. I don't that that's that's the ultimate. We don't, you know, we're not gonna know until you know the week of. Uh either way, we all win if somebody gets doused in Mayo. So North Carolina does have more talent though. And I, I think ultimately, even if they don't have Hal, they can they can come away with a win. I'll go in North Carolina here as well. Andy. South Carolina. I like oh. that. <laughs> he'll have to, he's gonna have those guys that I love that. I love Beamer's attitude, man. You like Beamer? He's he's a, he's a rah-rah guy. And he's, he's a rah-rah guy. guy. You know what? You, does North Carolina have more talent than Florida? <laughs> That's true. That was a rah-rah job and a half. Yeah. yeah. The Music City Bowl, Tennessee versus Purdue. Nick, I have a feeling man. I know where you're going in this one. I'm I'm very worried about the opt-outs, though, Freddie, the potential opt-outs, because David Bell and George Karloftis, they're – Few players impact their team individually as much as those two guys do. If they play, I think Purdue can win um, because Aiden O'Connell handles the pressure well. Tennessee, their defense is so bad. They're just going to, all right, we got nothing else to do. We're just going to bring seven, and Purdue's going to pick them apart. But I, I, I worry. Nobody loves fake offseason momentum more than that stupid fan base down there south of the border. So I – I'm, I'm worried, Freddie. I really want Purdue to win it, but I am worried about the balls if Purdue gets the opt-outs. I'm thinking Purdue gets a lot of op- the opt-outs. This is the Tennessee Super Bowl. Yeah. You want to get that momentum going for Josh Heupel. It's going to be a home game for the Vols. I'm taking UT, Andy. I think Purdue gives them a hell of a football game because Purdue got boat raced the last time they were down there. Who, oh, who it was beat, bad. Got, it was Auburn. Got, beat him by oh, a million. It was bad. And, and Brahms got some guts, and that, that ain't happening again. So I, Love it'll it. be an interesting game. And I here's another one. Do you really think the fan that the, the team is excited to go to Nashville? The fans yes. are because that's a party. Yeah. The players think they ought to be. Isn't this funny? In the citrus where you spell citrus with UT in the old Steve Spurrier days, and the yeah. cats are sitting in the citrus, and they're sitting in Nashville. Mm. Uh, they either they either respond one of two ways. They come out and want to make a statement, or they go in there with their feelings hurt, and Purdue gives them all they want. So that, I'm going to give the edge. I'm going to take Brown. Love it. Just because he got boat raced, he's not going to get beat down there again like that. Yeah. Gator Bowl. Texas A&M versus Wake Forest. This is a classic. Who wants to be there again? Uh, A&M, disappointing end of the season. Wake Forest, I don't think you – know, the, ter- the ACC is terrible, fellas. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and but, UofL, UofL should have beat Clemson. Think about yeah. that. UofL was terrible last weekend. And they should have yeah, beat Clemson. Wake Forest yeah. ain't going to beat Texas a I'm on A&M here. Uh, well, and oh, yeah. I think, too, that when you talk about that offseason momentum stuff, this matters. 
And AM, they're riding high right now. They feel invincible. And I, th- I think that momentum is going to carry over. Wake Forest is sputtered down the stretch, and they can't handle Texas AM in the trenches. So I'm going, uh, I'm going to Aggies as well. The ACC is awful. <laughs> How back? I mean, come on, man. I mean, that, that little, I, I didn't get to be on your podcast last week, but that day, I wanted them to add three quarters and keep playing. I, that's how much. <laughs> I was like, is there any way we can add quarters to this? Because the ACC, they are awful. Awful. <laughs> the Outback Bowl. Arkansas oh, man. versus Penn State. Love this game. Love it. Can't wait. I, it's a shame that it's happening at the same time as the Citrus Bowl, so I'm going to have to watch it after the fact. But like Sam Pittman, I think he said – Woo pig, go blooming onions to end his press conference. Arkansas fans, I, I believe they had their bowl game canceled last year too due to COVID. Their fans, they are going to be up. Um, I mean, this is their best season in a long time. They finished third in the West. They're going to be ready to play this football game, and I think they're going to run it right down James Franklin's throat. Yeah, I will take Arkansas here, Andy. I am too. I, I, I don't like James Franklin, and I can't imagine Pittman likes him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pittman they are cut probably, from two different claws, Andy. <laughs> they're two different breeds of cat, and Pittman will just he will get after them. Well, oh, Penn State se- seven and five, you know, yeah, I, I'm thinking you know, Arkansas, Arkansas will get after there, but mm-hmm. the Texas Bowl. <laughs> now this this one is is really who wants to be there and who's left LSU or what. A version of LSU is playing Kansas State in the Texas Bowl. Man, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Kansas State here all yeah. day. Yeah, especially their coach there. He'll uh, I like that guy. He came from one of the Dakotas. I forget. I get those two mixed up. Either North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, and then meanwhile at LSU, Brian Kelly. He's kind of struggling to find guys. You got Max Johnson in the portal. Yeah, it's that's a mess down there. Uh, well, he State. he won't coach the bowl game. I don't think so. Yep. No, no. I'm guessing Coach O's coaching it. I don't know. Who, I who knows who's coaching? Uh, well, here's the deal with LSU quarterback Johnson opts out or mm-hmm. transfers. LSU now has to burn the red shirt of a quarterback to play in this game. A ton of of, of LSU's top talent were I'll go again quote unquote injured mm-hmm. and will certainly opt out. And then you got Ricks that's transferring out. That's a mess down there in Baton Rouge. I'm, I'm taking Kansas State. Man. Yeah. Still going to be a fun bowl season, I, though. I will say Kansas State as well. Going to be a fun right. bowl season. We've got Army-Navy <clears throat> first, though. Freddie, Navy going to win? Oh, no. All right. The Armed, first, the Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri versus Army. Uh, this is going to be a beatdown. Army is going to destroy Missouri. <sighs> Missouri, one of the worst, if not the worst, rush defenses in college football. Army, Army's going to pound them. So, at what – you think Army can get 600 rushing yards in this game, Freddie? 700, yes. <laughs> I, I really think they can get to 600. I mean, Kentucky yeah. got almost four against them, and they were passing at some against Missouri. So, yeah, it's, whew, that's going to be ugly. I'm, I'm going Army because I – but I – but I lost the only bet I made this fall was Army beating Wake Forest because Wake Forest rush defense was god awful as well. And Wake Forest pumped them. So 
hopefully that they turn the tides on it, but I'll go army. Nick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Army's going to win by a million made that bet today as well too. Yes. For real. Here's another who wants to be there the most. And I have one is the uh, golden Knights of central Florida, Florida Gators versus central Florida in the Gasparillo bowl. Who you got Nick? Uh, this one's tough because like central Florida kind of stinks. And there's also the – if you're Florida, I think you have enough pride that you don't want to lose to the directional school. Um, and they seem to like Napier, even though you got a lot of kids decommitting. So, I'm finding a tough time handicapping this one. But I'm just going to say Central Florida for now. Suck it, Florida. Where, where's this game played? Tampa. Tampa. Oh. So you, yeah, no, you're, you're getting it kind of right in the middle of all of it. You know, I'm, I'll take Central Florida. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go Florida because we saw uh, Florida beat uh, Florida State and showed showed some some pride there at the end of the year. So, I think I think the Gators get it done. Uh, the last one, the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, you're talking about really not wanting to be there. Auburn versus Houston. Uh, Houston was – 10 and one going or what 11 and one going into the uh, whatever championship game against Cincinnati got beat 35 to 20 Auburn played Bama tough. So that's a good sign, but that's uh, Bama Freddie. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. Houston. Yeah. So I, I don't know who you got guys, man. Auburn, is- <laughs> Auburn don't want to be there. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the, that's the ultimate kick in the crotch. Auburn has to play in Birmingham for a bowl game. And Legion yeah. Field? Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's a punishment. That's not a reward. That is that is really – that is that's embarrassing. They're going to take them yeah. to, like, the local bell because they're, like, big reward. You get to go on a shopping spree at an apartment store. Like, and yeah. it, the, the game's at 11 a.m. Central time for all. Gosh, so. yeah. Uh, breakfast, breakfast will be at the Golden Corral. I mean, that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna go Tigers here. I'm, I'm gonna go Auburn. Wow, you know what they you you have to go Auburn because they have to win that game. If they lose that football game, they'll run that guy out on the rail, man. I'll, I'll pick Auburn. But that's the embarrassment bowl. Yeah. Let's go Cougs. Ah. Let's go Cougs. All right, Army Cougs. Navy. I'm hey, it's, it, Andy. You better go Army. I'm going Army. Nick, I hope you go Army as well. Oh, I'll be going Army, just under 35 and a half. Yeah, is that what it is, the under? Yeah, yeah. I think I got it at 36 maybe, but um, is, the, is the forecast, we got any snow in the forecast in East Rutherford? Kind of, have they done it in the Meadowlands before? I feel like this is kind of yeah. new. They ha- they yeah, normally it's in Philadelphia, but it has been in the Meadowlands before, I think. But, yeah, gotcha. normally the game's in Philadelphia. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking Army all day long. Uh, so we're going to win again this year and we're going to win in convincing fashion. But gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast. I hope everybody likes it. Hope uh, everybody has a great weekend. Andy, thanks for coming back on. We've missed you the last couple of weeks. Appreciate you taking time away from Murray promotions to get, uh, to jump on here with us, my man. 
I just, I just breaks my heart that I couldn't be on the Louisville podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we just say some more stuff about that? <laughs> Again, I just, I was sitting here with my son going, can we just add three quarters? Please let's play three more quarters. <laughs> uh, I, I do have one final question for both of you guys, and I'll, I'll, I'll go after. Darren Kennard, consensus All-American, uh, two-time All-American, uh, first team all SEC. Andy, I'll start with you since you go back further. Where does Darian Kennard rank as far as offensive linemen in Kentucky football history? You know, he's he's got to be right there with uh, – I don't know a lot of the older guys older than us, um, but as far as guys I've watched and played with, he's right there with Dermani, I guess. I mean, he's pretty good. I mean, he'll – have we had a first rounder in the offensive line? No, I don't recall I... a first rounder. We've had Dermani was second round. Can yeah. you recall first round? What was uh, uh, Warfield? Uh, Warford was first round, was he not? No, he was like no. Third. I think he was second or third, and yeah. I think Todd, okay. Todd Perry. Todd Perry wasn't that high. Um, yeah, he was. I think Todd was third round. Uh, and they've, all been, they've all been interior guys too. That's what makes him different. Is Kentucky hasn't yeah. had an offensive tackle like Kennard. Well, and there you go, man. You talk yeah. about a yeah. premier offensive lineman. The tackle is, I mean, they're the premier guys, man. And we haven't I had. Think he, you know, for me, I think you got to go all the way back to Warren Bryant uh, during yeah. the Cursey years to to find a comparison uh, because uh, you know Andy said Damani Dawson would Damani. Damani was a great pro. He was a great at UK, but he was only a second team All ACC guy. Right. You know, it wasn't wasn't an All American like like Kennard. So I think you have to go back to Warren Bryant days uh, to have a comparison for Darren well, Kennard. And, and and it's almost going under the radar uh, because it's been expected for for Kennard to play at that level. And he's done it consistently. And yeah, where's yeah. he from, Andy? What's that? Knock, and where's he from too? Oh, Knox Vegas. That's beautiful. Knoxville, Tennessee. Gosh. Yeah. That's <laughs> just awesome. Real well, shame Dermont, he didn't end up in Tennessee. Dermont, he, uh, you know, Dermonti probably was a little undersized, and but he reinvented the, the center position. Dermonti's the first center. I heard this on a telecast one night. I don't know. Um, it was a Monday night telecast or something, but saying he was the first center in the NFL history to pull. Yeah. They used to lead yeah. they used to lead a sweep with Dermani. And now you're seeing yeah. more centers pull in the NFL. But now he he kind of set the standard. You have to be able to pull if you're going to play center because of Dermani Dawson. I mean, yeah, you talk about having your playbook, having your center pull. Yeah. But Kennard, I, the one thing about Kennard that's amazing to me is I I physically stood next to him at a golf outing this summer, and I don't think I've been next to a bigger man from a standpoint of front to back girth and side to side girth. I mean, that guy is a mountain. Of a the, the, those golf clothes make him look even bigger too. Oh, it was, <laughs> the dude is, the dude is frightening. I mean, just seeing him come out of the tunnel, man, he is a frightening yeah. figure. I mean, he's yeah. a big boy. Speaking of centers, uh, Kentucky, Iowa is going to feature two really good ones. Tyler Lindenbaum, first team all American. Uh, the highest graded center in the history of PFF. And then first team all ACC, our guy, Luke Portner, 
So a lot of high-level center play. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Nick, I uh, look forward to next week's signing date with you, and hopefully we, uh, yeah. we have some good stuff to report on. We'll have plenty to discuss, plenty to talk about, plenty on KentuckySportsRadio.com. Be good, guys. All right. See you. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate everybody, yep. and go program. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.